award-winning Tennessee Wildcast is on the air with the latest on hunting, fishing, boating, wildlife watching, and all things outdoors. Make welcome your host, drummer and outdoor expert novice, Jason Harmon. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this edition of Tennessee Wildcast. We're glad you're tuning in. Thanks for watching and listening. We are back in Studio B this week, and uh, Mr. Don King is over here helping me co-host. Yes, sir, Jason. Thanks for the invite. I'm looking forward to this one. We got music row outdoors. Yeah, I'm excited here today. Yeah, so. uh, we're we're gonna have fun talking about uh, hunting and outdoor stuff and music, and music and the whole the whole shebang. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, we got Mr. Abram Dean with us. He's the uh, founder of Music Row Outdoors and a musician and songwriter, and uh, it's gonna be fun. Thanks for being here, dude. Thank y'all for having me. Hey. I'm a fan of the podcast, so being in here is kind of surreal. All right, <laughs> but, all right. We got a big fan in the house. That's that's cool. <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah, uh, we're, we're we're glad you're here. Uh, thanks for tuning us in and and following us for sure, for sure. Uh, we try to get the word out there about Tennessee outdoors and hope that people enjoy the show. And yeah, it's yeah. fun. We're on 22 radio stations now, or 23, 23 stations. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, so, uh, do you want to give a radio shout out, Don, today? I am totally unprepared, Jason. Okay. <laughs> but thanks to all our radio. Uh, well, uh, yeah, yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, for, for all the right stations. Now. Yeah, yeah, we appreciate them all. Well, I tell you what, we'll just do uh, we'll do WSM. That's a that's a, uh, a very visible one right here in right. Nashville, and uh, we appreciate them. WSM six fifty uh, on your AM dial and. Lots of other places that you can get WSM, too. But uh, anyway, we appreciate them as one of our radio partners. How's that? Yeah, that's great. All right. Hey, I never thought about it. WSM reaches a long way. Oh, yeah, all around the world. Yeah, so we're, we're nationwide. Yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> no, and uh, appreciate folks out there following us on social, uh, on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, following the podcast on iTunes and, and your favorite podcast platform. So we appreciate everybody out yeah. there. Yeah. Well, let's jump in today with Abram, Abram Dean, Music Row Outdoors. Uh, you know, we uh, we connected, I guess I was scrolling Instagram and uh, found found your page, and uh, somehow we connected. I can't remember what connected the dots there, but uh, uh, tell us a little about yourself and how that kind of got started. Uh, I guess introduce yourself and who you are and where you're from and hey, that kind of thing first. that music story is interesting. Let's, yeah. let's start with the music <laughs> side, and then, yeah, and then we'll get back to that. I guess my name's Abram Dean, and um, I'm originally from Mechanicsville, Virginia, um, just outside of Richmond. And uh, I was big into sports growing up. Yeah. But then as it happens, a girl popped up in middle school and I was like, <laughs> oh, I like you so much. I want to, I want to like, what's going on? She loved the Jonas Brothers of all people. <laughs> and I was like, I'll be a Jonas Brother for you. And music and sports started doing this and um, picked up the guitar. My mom led praise and worship at church and my, my dad ran sound. So it was kind of natural to pick up the guitar. Uh-huh. Started writing songs that didn't even know that could lead to a career in music. And um, the rest is history. Started, uh, my sister actually put me into a local talent competition called Hanover Idol. That'd be like Franklin Idol or whatever it is. Whatever it would depending be. on where you're from. Yeah, yeah depending on where you're from. And I sang a song that I wrote by myself and won. And I, was, I liked the attention. I was All like, right. I kind of like this. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> what was the name of that song? Uh Oh, put you on the spot. Talk to me, I think right. it was, because she wouldn't talk to me. So I was literally like, talk to. She was sitting there too. It's so awkward. But and I never. And she played was in for, the audience. She was in the audience. Oh wow! And I had never played for anybody. And the first time I ever did it ever, and um, it and was infectious. Won. Yeah, it was. It was like it, this whole thing's been a God thing, man. Mm. From Virginia to California to Tennessee, it's just been 
I mean, in Texas, it's just been one, I can, one door after another. I can see that scene playing out in a Hallmark movie. <laughs> you know, there, there's that moment. There's the girl in the front row, and there's the guy singing to her. Yeah. What's that city we were just talking about? Uh, Delonica. Yeah, let's go to Delonica. Let's film a movie. <laughs> let's do it. Uh, so how'd that turn out? I gotta, I gotta know. Did you end up? Oh, she went to college, and that was it. Oh, okay. I, I'm, well, I moved. I moved uh, for music. So I was 15, going on 16, uh-huh. and I found a vocal coach out in Texas. Okay, and um, I, I, my family. It was kind of like, let's do this. Let's jump all in. If you're gonna do this, yeah. we're gonna provide for you, which is such a blessing. Yeah. And um, went to Texas just for the thought of doing like a summer camp or something like that. And it turned into a, uh, we have a master program, and you would have to move here. And the vocal coach that's taught Nick Lachey, Beyonce, Selena Gomez, it was D- Dallas being a Disney hub. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. So all these Disney kids came from there, and they're like, uh, she takes on 10 uh, singers a year to work with them. I was 15, 16. And um, I said... I went out there and auditioned. Didn't think I would make it. There's probably like 800 kids auditioning. Yeah, right. I'm wow. sure that was and stiff competition. It, it was. And um, and I got the call a week later after I was in school with a principal who was that girl's mom. <laughs> uh, called me into the office and she's like, you that got girl. it. Yeah, that girl. I'm not going to name names. <laughs> but um, uh, she uh, called me in the office and she said, you got it. And then I like bawled. I was just bawling. <laughs> oh, I was, I was, it was it was amazing. And um, so moved to Dallas. I guess a few months later, and fell in love with it. Did two years there, and then um, we took a trip out to L.A. for a conference. And um, um, I met a producer and a manager out there, and they wanted to work with me. And so I moved out to L.A. Uh-huh. Like I said, doors just opening. Yeah. yeah. And uh, never thought I'd go to L.A. I mean, I grew up on country music, but my our, one of our next-door neighbors was Jason Mraz. So all the influence. My sister loved in, in sync. So there's a lot of influence going uh-huh. on there. So. Uh-huh. And the Jonas Brothers too, of all of all people. Well, she liked the Jonas Brothers. Right? The, the she girlfriend. Loved them. Yeah, she loved the Jonas Brothers. So I was like, I'll be a Jonas Brother for you. And uh, but um, so yeah, I moved out to L.A. and turns out the third session I ever had because that producer had actually produced the Jonas Brothers third songwriting <laughs> session I've ever had was with Nick Jonas and I was like this is weird full yeah. circle wow, <laughs> never cool. said anything to him about that but it was it was cool <laughs> you didn't tell him that story no I didn't tell him that story and um, so uh, then from there I, I rode out there for four years some things started to happen had an Andy Grammer song had some Disney stuff and then um, um, a trip I guess a random trip to Nashville to, for songwriting because pop country uh-huh. was really starting to become a thing oh, uh-huh. yeah. and um, she was like go out to Nashville I think you'd love it and like my publisher was like I think I think it fits you because I she knew like I hunted when I went back home and all this kind of stuff and she's yeah. like I think, I think Nashville would fit you <laughs> and she always gave me a hard time about it but it is what it is and um, and I took a trip to Nashville two days in fell in love with the city yeah. and um, I was like this is where I want to be I'm, ten, I'm a 10 hour drive from my family in Virginia I'm I'm doing what I'm called to do in life, yeah. and uh, I can hunt here. Yeah, and I, I I should have hunted there. Y'all don't know the mule deer that I saw in L.A. Oh yeah, or Burbank outside. Oh my, I missed I missed an opportunity, but I was grinding. So I'm glad I didn't. But yeah. my focus would have been elsewhere. But yeah, well, so I guess music is what kind of started the music grow outdoors uh, side of things right yes. the instagram and and the website is, is there other other places people can connect so right now we're in a, we're in the building phase so the funny thing um to go off of what you just said 
Um, so when I moved here, I started meeting very like-minded people. Like, uh-huh. oh, no, I had like-minded people in L.A. where it was loving music. Never, never even knew that existed. And, and same thing in Dallas. But then I had the people that loved music and the outdoors here. Mm-hmm. And I started meeting more and more. And I was like, man, this is cool. Yeah. And I was like, I just have a little community here of friends and buddies and, and girls and guys who love to hunt and fish. Uh-huh. And I was like, there's got to be something we can put on, like an event or something where we can bring all these people together. Because a lot of them didn't even know each other. Yeah. Small town, small business, but still, a lot of people didn't know each sure. other. And I just, it came to me one day, I was like, music row. As all we all know, music, music row, row being yeah. where all the songs are written. Mm-hmm. And I was like, outdoors. And I was like, Music Row Outdoors, man, that has a ring to it. <laughs> and honestly, it just sat with me for two years or a year before I ever did anything with it. And um, I was like, let's make a T-shirt or something and put on an event, like a, a venison chili cook-off or, or something like that. And we did, and a lot of people showed up. Actually, it was a writer's round. We did a writer's okay. round first at the listening room. Those are popular. Those are great. It was great. And it was all outdoors themed. And uh, we got to give to conservation, NWTF and, and QDMA at the time. And um, so it was It was not even with people. I had people come up to me after the show that in attendance that had nothing, that knew nothing about the outdoors but uh-huh. wanted to know more. It was really cool. Yeah. But the cool thing, back to the songwriters, was afterwards in the green room they're meeting each other the first rounds meeting the second round they're like Abram, what did you do like we don't know each other now we're gonna go fishing <laughs> and i see on instagram the guys fishing together now and i love it i just love it being able to bring people together That's yeah and the you know thing. there's songs coming together oh from for that sure too for you know, sure and, and hunting trips and lifelong memories yeah That's so great. it's been pretty cool yeah it's uh kind of that r3 thing going well, on i was there. just thinking that i was just gonna say man this is we've been doing a thing called r3 i don't okay. know if you're familiar with it but I'm not Recruitment, retention, and reactivation. Awesome. It's the three R's, you know, trying to get folks back reintroduced to the outdoors or or back out there if you've you've done it, you know, or in your your youth and yeah. and uh, kind of got away from it, you know, mm-hmm. in the college years or whatever. And uh, it's important. Or first timers too, you know, like you were saying, folks come up to you afterward and say, you know. I, I want to learn more about this. Yeah. I want to learn how to do that. You yeah. know? And, and yeah. So so that's cool. And, and I guess, too, with, like, if you grew up with land and then your grandparents passed away or something like that, and then you didn't have access to land. Right. And people don't know what to do, and they just stop. Uh-huh. But then they still have that urge to go fishing or go hunting. It's, yeah, something like that. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, uh, since we're on the Music Grove side of things, what, uh, how do people find uh, um, yeah, right find now. Your stuff. Right now, we have musicroutdoors.com. Okay. And blessed to have that. And uh, we also have Music Grow Outdoors on Instagram. So uh, just all typed out, all lowercase, uh, if it's cap sensitive. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so Instagram, we usually post, uh, we repost a lot. Like if it's Mitchell Tenpenny or somebody shoots a deer, we'll repost it. And yeah. just, just be able to show that music community that they're out there. If, Dallas Davidson catches a fish, boom, a picture of yeah. Dallas Davidson. And then we'll do we'll post about some giveaways or post about some uh merch. And we have that coming this year too, which I'm really excited about. Yeah. So it's it's uh it's amazing. You hear the songwriters and the singers uh singing about the outdoors, but they really do yeah. the outdoors. They're yeah. they're out there. It's not just a front, you know. A oh, lot yeah. of them uh you know, some folks may have a song that, that sings about they're they're singing about this, but it's not really who they are. But yeah. Most of these people, they're they're outdoorsmen and they love it. I can speak to it. It's my release. It's literally, um, if I'm not writing songs five days a week, if I have a day off, 
I'm doing something outdoor. I'm going yeah. to summer. I'm checking the trail camera. If it's if it or at night, I'm scrolling on Onyx, just looking at like <laughs> how can I make this better, and uh, and uh, or fishing or hunting or anything. Like it's cold. It's just getting cold right now. It feels like deer season. Yeah, yeah that's right. It feels good. It it is deer season. Uh, it, it yeah it is. Yeah, um, but it didn't feel like it, didn't it for feel a little like <laughs> It was a hot yeah uh, front side of October. Um, uh, that reminded me uh, when you said Onyx, uh, refer a friend. If you go to our website, tmwildlife.org, and go to the refer a friend section, uh, there is a discount there. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. Perk for Onyx. So if you're listening and want to uh, try that app and download that, it's a great app. But Amazing. we also have great maps on our website. Our GIS folks do a good job. So. They do, and we're, we're trying to update that all the time, you know, with new video and things where you can click on a point and, and actually see it. Yeah. You know, get a visual. Cool. So yeah. I didn't even know that existed. Yeah. I'm gonna check that out. Our folks are are on top of wizards on top down there. Of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um so uh before the show we were talking you mentioned uh, how you kinda got away from the outdoors, you know, traveling and going west and coming yeah. back and so tell us a little bit how you get back into it. What your story there of, I, of reconnecting with the outdoors and learning new things. I think naturally it was just like a focus thing. And like when I moved to Texas, it was it was in the back of my heart. It was only a it was only a when I go home, I'll go hunt with my grandpa on my grandparents' land that I grew up hunting on. Yeah. And it was like I can't wait to go back. I can't wait to go back and do that. And um remind me about turkeys later. Because <laughs> okay. I I didn't hunt turkeys until a few years ago. Oh, okay. And I just looked at them on my grandparents' land. I was like, eh, whatever, stupid birds. <laughs> then I hunted them, and I was uh, like, oh, this is a game-changing world. Welcome but, um, to Tennessee. I know. Welcome to Tennessee. <laughs> and, and back in Virginia and, and everywhere. It's sure, just, it's yeah. Just, uh, man. But, um, but yeah, so Dallas, I was just so focused on, okay, my next steps. My family's investing in me, mm-hmm. and I need, I need to make this happen. So I was just focused. Yeah. Grind, grind, grind. L.A., grind, grind, grind. I saw it, and I was like, man, look at this mule deer. Man, <laughs> man, look at this. is amazing. There's desert and farmland right outside of L.A. I was like, uh, I never, but I, if I could go back, I, I probably wouldn't change anything because mm. I was so focused yeah. and getting to that next step and letting that next door open that we talked about earlier. And um, it was, it just wasn't a thing you really did out in L.A. It was kind of, or didn't mention for sure. <laughs> I was, I was in a session once and I, and there's a lot of, I met a lot of hunters out there that grew up with it or fished or something or something outdoors related. They yeah. tend to keep it to themselves. Or, though, yeah. Guess, or had no issue with it. Right. And, um, and because their grandfather did or their dad did. Sure. And, uh, or other family members. And, um, so I was in a session once and Again, won't name names, but uh, I was sitting there and I said, I was like, they were like, what are you doing for Christmas? I was like, man, I'm going to go home and, and it was a girl and a guy in the room and I'm going to go home and check out for the whole month. The music industry really shuts down in December into New Year's. I was like, I'm just going to go home and enjoy my family, hang out with high school friends, um, go hunting with my grandpa. And this kept going. Uh And then about five minutes later, she said, you said um, hunting like what do you what do you hunt and i just felt it i was like oh no <laughs> and i was like deer turkey i was like whatever's in season like right when i go home for christmas it'll sure. be deer and it just got real quiet and the and the producer turned and looked at me he's like just the corner of his eyes like what did you just do and then she starts bawling her eyeballs out oh, man. we didn't get a song that day <laughs> oh but man. but i was like yep time to move to tennessee <laughs> so literally i was in the process of thinking about it and um 
and it just all came together yeah and it wasn't for hunting or outdoors but it's just been a, a cherry on top of sure. moving here and and um getting to do what i love and what i'm called to do in life yeah so if it's the cherry on top what's been your favorite part about tennessee hunting Oof. probably probably relearning how to hunt okay because like i was saying earlier grandparents land growing up as most of us did we hunted field edges mm-hmm. well there's nothing wrong hunting field edges if it's the right time or the right place yeah yeah i do and yeah same and but um i didn't have a lot of timber to work with on my grandparents land so the the idea of sportsmanship was out the window uh-huh. or or woodsmanship sorry gotcha <laughs> sportsmanship <laughs> um but uh so like knowing what a knowing what a track and where it was and knowing what rubs and scrapes and how they use them and how they use terrain and all that kind of stuff and breaking it down to put myself in the best spot that was non-existent mm. um so uh and what was the question one more time to get to that? Yeah, just coming back to Tennessee, what was the cherry yeah, on top? The, What's your favorite part? That, and, you know. So, like, literally being able to have buddies that understood that and then also opened me up to a whole new world. Like, it was it was like relearning everything again for the first time, and it, which led to podcast and um, finding a guy named Cody D'Aquisto, who is the son of Andre D'Aquisto, legend in the whitetail world. And... Um, they have Lone Wolf Custom Gear and Whitetail Addictions, which I'm blessed to be a part of now. Okay. I was just a fan from afar, a, a yeah. and I was diving into that knowledge, and I threw everything I knew about hunting, because it wasn't working for me, out the window, and I relearned everything. I was like in kindergarten, learning everything about deer. And um, I started being a little bit more mobile, checking sign and whatnot, and started having instant success. Like my last year, two years ago, my deer season ended like that, and I was just like, this is in the biggest deer I've ever killed in my <laughs> life, and two of them within a week. Wow! And um, and I was like, "There's something to this." And I met Andre at ATA show, and um, and I told him about it. He's like, "Dude," he's like, "We gotta we gotta talk." <laughs> and um, I, I, I guess I reached out to them later, and we started talking, and they asked me to be a part of Whitetail Addictions, and I've been blessed to kill some, to learn so much from. 15 roughly 15 20 guys on that team yeah learn so much from them. we have a facebook page together we all ask each other questions uh-huh. it's just been insane to learn from these guys and be able to put that into my own hunting scenarios here in tennessee illinois virginia and it's just changed the game for me and the way i hunt too just yeah. being super mobile and and the gear i use and all that jazz neat so was the the big deer in tennessee or was it a out-of-state deer the so they're about the same now had an illinois and a tennessee they're the same but the but the one the one that changed it for me was in tennessee and i had hunted him i had pictures of him for two and a half years and i was like i never saw him in person Mm -hmm. except the first time i went to go check the camera i checked the camera i didn't have my glasses on i had light stigmatism far off and i saw this giant deer at the camera and I was His like silhouette. Yeah, it was the last time I was going to check it before the season and I was like what did I just see? I just saw drop tine and all this stuff and I was like that's the biggest deer of my life. Went and checked the camera I was like that's the biggest deer of my life. <laughs> and for, for 2 years after that I um chased that deer. I was like that is the only deer that was on my mind and never saw him on the hoof and didn't even think he existed anymore cuz he disappeared and then I got one picture of him. And I just so happened to check my camera two days before, and while I went in to hunt, and I was like, he's here, and he's bigger. <laughs> and um, literally went in, dove in deeper, set up, found a community scrape, set up over the community scrape, 15 yards. Um, it was 
believe it or not, I'm a big moon guy. Believe in the moon rise, moon yeah. overhead, moon underfoot. It's a game changer. And um, right at moonrise at 1:07 p.m., he came out of the bedding area. I was right next. It was windy that day, so I got a, I was able to set up right next to his bedding area, mm. and I was just praying and hoping he was in there. Literally heard him get out of bed. I look. There he is, <laughs> 20 yards, eating acorns, right, uh, at, right at moonrise. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. Just moving, uh, moving my bow. I bet you And I get it. ready, and he just has his head down, and he goes to that scrape, starts working it, and I let the arrow fly, and I bawled like a baby. <laughs> oh, I, I was like, this is, this, yeah. you can't beat this. Yeah. And it was, was kind of like remorse for the animal at the same time after two years, but at the same time it was like, Thank you, Lord. Like I was yeah. calling him, I was like, "I got him! I got him! I got him!" <laughs> it's exciting to be out there, even even if it's a doe. Sometimes I mean, people, it's exciting. Yes. It doesn't matter if it, you know it's a giant or no, a doe, uh, a spike, anything. They come walking in. I mean, you can get you know the shakes. It's, yeah, it's a it's adrenaline rush. And I enjoy most of the summer practices too. Just checking cameras oh, or yeah. or putting out minerals for them and or driving around and seeing them. That's probably my favorite time mm-hmm. is just watching them. So um, people think, you just want to kill a deer. No, I, I don't. I'd, I'd just rather, if I had to pick one, I'd watch them for the rest of my life. Yeah, a healthy respect. Yeah, for sure. It's, yeah. They're an amazing animal. Well, what's your uh, what's your uh, uh, life like on public land? Do you hunt public land here in Tennessee? I want to get into it. Yeah. So I haven't. My buddy just started this year. He's like, dude, you got to come with me on public land. Yeah, you have to. Yeah. Because this year I don't have a deer on any of my permission properties that i want to go after so i've just been chilling and saying i'll wait for illinois i got a trip coming up yeah and um but but he's been like come with me on public land so i might do that this week or something like that yeah i I want to i really want to i'm a big hunting public fan i love what they do and how they're teaching people woodsmanship and Mm -hmm. again i've learned so much from them yeah but um and stuff like that. So I, I really do want to dive into that. Well, you so. can take what you've learned for sure and apply that on public land. Big I mean, time. You, you know what you're doing now. Big or, time. You know, yeah. you can apply that and sneak in there. and Yeah, big time. Because I think there's a lot of public land with a lot of potential mm-hmm. that, that doesn't get uh, explored by, by a lot of hunters. You know, they'll park pretty close to the area to, to access the edge and as you were saying and and uh, an yeah. open field somewhere and and they'll hang there but they won't necessarily dig deep and and yeah. go into a few uh, miles in or something yeah exactly <laughs> crazy like that but, i mean hey I, more respect um but yeah i've heard so many great things about public land here from people out of state or in state like mm-hmm. they're like there's it's there's a lot of spots that just aren't over hunted and and so i'm i'm looking forward to diving into that well, here very soon you mentioned turkey earlier so we'll we'll jump to turkey uh public land turkey hunting is great oh. uh, uh we did that this year and and got lucky i killed a bird on p ridge awesome. i mean there's a lot Congrats. of a lot of birds out there but you have to work for them yeah you know it's 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 a lot of work but what's your turkey story we can't just, leave without that i just they were on my grandparents land and i was just like oh stupid birds like i'm not gonna hunt you and i know because you could see them all the time and um I then I hunted them, and then I was like, "This is the best thing ever," and it's and it's more community for me. For like deer hunting, I'm literally a lone wolf. Like yeah. I'm yep, by yep. myself, and like even my dad now, he's like, "You go that way, I go this way." He understands, <laughs> and because it's hang and hunt for me. Uh-huh. But turkey hunting, bringing a buddy, bringing my dad, um, 
grandpa, friends, like just being able to have that little bit of in the vocal aspect. Yeah. Somebody who hasn't hunted before, turkey hunting is the best thing to get into because right in the morning off the roost, bah, bah, <laughs> it's infectious. Yeah. yeah. My brother in law, I took him hunting for uh three years, just like come on deer hunting with me, come deer hunting with me. And he was cold. We never saw a deer on my grandparents' land in Virginia. And he was just, obviously, anybody wouldn't enjoy that. Yeah. And um, so for three years of not seeing anything, I'm just going to go sit with you in the freezing cold. <laughs> and, um, and, then tur- and then I fell in love with turkey hunting. And I was like, Greg, you've got to go turkey hunting with me. Just trust me one more time. Uh-huh. And he's like, okay, whatever. It's be a little warmer. And we went turkey hunting. And the first, I looked at him the first time that first bird rang off on the limb. <laughs> and it was right here, too. Yeah. I was, we were in a, a, a bend in the road, and there's a pond here. And I was like, this is a great roosting area. Had no idea it was our tree that we were sitting <laughs> on. And so you can imagine the roar of that gobble oh, man, breaking yeah. out in that timber. You probably roar. jumped. Oh, I, I, I heard him spitting uh, at first, and I was like, I had enough experience at that point that I was like, that's first, this is going to be pretty good. <laughs> and um, and then I, I was just kept my eyes on him, and then eventually that bird rang out, and he was like, he looked, his eyes got so big, and he just glanced over at me. He was like, dude, what was that? <laughs> and I was like, just be quiet, decoys are there, let's see what happens. And that bird it pitched down behind us, of course, away from mm. the decoys. We worked them all day. And then at in Virginia, it's a 12 o'clock noon cutoff. At 11.57, we killed that bird. Oh, wow. wow. And it was it was awesome. We just kept <laughs> on going back and forth with them and trying to call them. And it worked. And it was his first bird, first hunt, and he was hooked. Oh, now he's man. got turkey calls. He's all about it now. <laughs> turkey hunting's his thing. But anybody out there that's uh, wanting to get into hunting or wanting to get somebody into hunting, turkey hunting. Yeah. Or fishing. But um, I'm more of like deer and turkey hunting guy. But um, but turkey hunting to get somebody in the woods is the best thing. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. But there could be other things, but in my opinion it's turkey hunting. It's there's nothing <laughs> like it. Yeah, it's uh it's pretty amazing. I never turkey hunted until I moved to Middle Tennessee. Uh and it's it's fun. And we didn't have birds back home, you know, not as many as we do here. Where are you originally from? Uh out in East Tennessee. Okay. Yeah, down okay. around Decatur. So yeah. Um it's just um didn't have that opportunity, you know, didn't see the birds, but yeah. moving to Middle Tennessee it's the place to be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially for turkey hunting. And West Tennessee's great, too. Yeah. It's amazing. Well, this has been fun. Yeah, it has been. It uh, has been. We'll have to have you back. Maybe bring a guitar and sing a, yes. sing a song this or two. Th- I woke up with that cold weather. I was around a fire in cold weather this last night, and I woke up, and I was like, I don't have my voice, but I can I can sing. <laughs> Baby locked them door. I was really low, so I was like, I don't know if they're gonna like that. So I, I called you ahead of time. I, I'm sorry about that. That's all right. That's all right. I think it's been fun. We've uh, it'll be fun to have you back, and we can yeah, do a song there'll or be two. some be we'll some songs shared here uh, around the poker table. I'm sure. Yeah, we could do maybe a songwriter round or something. That'd yeah, be fun. you know, let Don fun. sing one or two. That would be cool. <laughs> yeah. I can set that up. Uh, uh, yeah, bring all kinds of guests. It'd be fun. Yeah. Thank you all so much. This has been cool. Surreal. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you. And uh, if you uh, haven't seen Music Row Outdoors, go visit their uh, their Instagram page, Music Row Outdoors, and uh, the website, musicrowoutdoors.com. Thank you all. And uh, it's pretty cool stuff out there. And uh, We've had a few guests from, from the, the community, and yeah. we'll continue to have more. And, yeah. 
It'll be fun. Yeah. All about it. We're all about it. It's all we do. Yeah. <laughs> that and write songs. Outdoors and music. You don't Outdoors get much better than that. Oh, man. I know it. That's a Blessing. cherry on top. You bet. <laughs> For sure. All right. Well, thank you, Abram. Thank you, Don. You bet. Thank you. And this is Tennessee Wildcast. We'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in. Stay connected with TWRA by visiting our website at tnwildlife.org and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Hey, it's all about Tennessee wildlife. It's what we do. Tennessee Wildcast will be on the air again next week. We'll see you then.